Good morning, and thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Rev. Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on social media and visit our website, crossroadsministries.webador.com, for our monthly devotionals, platforms, and more. This is the Walking by Faith Podcast. I'm Mark Hawks. I want to thank you once again for being here with me again today. And I do want to wish each and every one of you a very Merry Christmas. I want to break away from the book of Acts and begin in chapter 7 of the book of Isaiah, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Heavenly Father, we pray, bless the reading of your word. We ask it, as always, in the name of Christ. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your blessings. We thank you, Lord, that you died upon the cross for us. And, Lord, it didn't end there. You rose the third day. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Bless the reading of your word. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. So in Luke chapter 1, verse 26, Isaiah 7 and 14 was fulfilled. And it says, And in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph. And in verse 28, And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled. Verse 30, And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. In verse 31, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. The book of Isaiah, 55th chapter, says, Anyone that is thirsty, come you to the waters. And he that has no money, come and buy and eat. Come you and buy wine and milk without money and without price. In the book of Romans, chapter 5, The Bible says that therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And Paul goes on to write and says, By whom also we have access by faith into his grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. In that same chapter in verses 16 and 18, he uses the expression free gift. Now, free gift during the time of Christmas, that's something everybody's got on their mind. They're going to be getting gifts and they're going to be free because somebody who likes you is going to buy you a gift. Paul uses the term free gift in the book of Romans twice. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 6 verse 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We celebrate the birth of Christ. We know that he came, but his mission in this world was not primarily to heal or to raise the dead. These things testified that he was the Son of God, but his primary mission upon this world was to die upon a cross for us. He began his ministry at the age of 30. He raised the dead. He cleansed the lepers. He opened up the eyes of the blind. He walked upon the water. Is there nothing that he could not do? He calmed the storms and the wind. He brought those that were dead back to life. He healed the lepers. He put families back together. Those that were dumb and could not speak, he opened up their mouths and they could speak. He brought light to those that were in darkness. These all testified and proved that he was the Son of God. But the greatest miracle and the primary reason why Christ came into the world is that he came to die upon that cross. Because the Bible says that the wages of sin are death. But the only one that could do that was Christ. 
There's never been anybody born and brought into the world like he was. Nobody's ever been brought into the world and coming into the world by a virgin. And nobody will ever, ever do it ever again. This one solitary life, the life of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God in the flesh. He came into this world to give his life a ransom for many. Christ died for all because all were in sin. All were. The book of Peter, Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, who his own self bear our sins in his own body. The apostle Paul had the ministry of reconciliation. God sent Christ to die upon the cross to reconcile us back to God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, Paul said, be you reconciled to God. In verse 21, for he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. This free gift is the gift of eternal life. The reason why Christians do what they do for Christ is because they love Him. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. My commandments are not grievous. We are motivated by love, or at least we should be. Christ said, greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. But He was not just an ordinary man. He was not just a man performing miracles. He was God in the flesh, born of a virgin, sinless the sinless, perfect Lamb of God. Somebody says, well, I can't, I don't believe in a virgin birth, and I don't believe in a man being sinless. He was the God-man, the man-God. 100% God and 100% man. The first Adam failed, but the second Adam was made a quickening spirit, the Lamb of God. John the Baptist came baptizing on the river banks of Jordan, and he said in St. John chapter 1, verse 29, he said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Somebody says, I don't believe in the deity. I don't believe in the trinity. I don't believe in the virgin birth. Not, nobody's ever impacted mankind as much as this one solitary life, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. He's still the center point of all mankind, of all the books that have ever been written, of all the ships that have ever sailed, of all the kingdoms that have ever came and went, of all the armies that have ever marched, of all the generals that have marched off the battle and been in war and battle and taken land and made conquest after conquest. No one in this world has ever impacted this world like the Lord Jesus Christ, this one solitary life. Wise men still follow him. In the book of Colossians, it says, talking about his deity, in whom are hid in Christ all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. John wrote in his epistles, and he says in 1 John chapter 4, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. But every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not the spirit of God, but is the spirit of Antichrist. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, it says, Who is the invisible image of the invisible God? Who is the image of the invisible God? For it pleased, verse 19, For it pleased the Father that in Him should all the fullness of the Godhead dwell. That's the only one way you can get to heaven, and that's through Christ. You've got to go through Him to make it to heaven. There is no other name given under heaven among men, whereby men must be saved, but by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in the book of Philippians, chapter 2, the apostle Paul wrote and said, Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God has highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus... Every knee should bow of things in heaven and in things in earth and things under the earth. 
and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Somebody say, well, Jesus never claimed to be God. When people worshiped him, he never stopped them. In the book of St. Mark, chapter 2, verse 5, the sick of the palsy. And the Bible says that when Jesus saw their faith, he said, Son, take up thy bed and walk. Thy sins be forgiven thee. And the religious people, the religious Pharisees, they said, Who can forgive sins but God only? That's right. Who can forgive sins but God only? Jesus Christ was God in the flesh. God in the flesh. He was and he still is God in the flesh. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 1, verse 2. Has in these last days, God has in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he has appointed her of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Speaking once again about his deity. Verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory, and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, and sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. You can't make it to heaven without Christ. When he rose from the grave in the book of St. John, chapter 20, verse 17, Murray came to the tomb, and Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I have not yet ascended unto my Father, but go to my brethren, and say unto them. Notice this. Notice what he says here. Touch me not, for I have not yet ascended unto my Father. He said, Go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father, and to your Father, and to my God, and to your God. What are you saying? In St. Matthew, chapter 27, when Christ was crucified and he cried from the cross and he said, It is finished. The veil was torn from top to bottom. The curtain in the temple at Jerusalem. The veil was rent from top to bottom, indicating it was a very act of God that the Old Testament dispensation was over with and the New Testament dispensation of grace had began. And Paul wrote about that in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, verse 14. For he, Christ, is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. They were looking for a king to lift them high, but he came as a baby and made them cry. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. There's a little recitation that I've heard, but let me just share it with you here, and I think it drives a point home. I've always remembered it, and I, I think I can remember it word by word, but I just want to share it with you here. It goes something like this. He said, This is a story of long ago about a man that owned a little store in Jerusalem. And he said, I was proud to have my name over the store and people would come from miles around regardless of their need one day a big roman soldier walked in and as he walked in it seemed like he shook the floor i looked at him and i said to him i said sir may i help you with a voice that i guess sounded frail he said yes he said i'd like to buy me some nails he said three old rusty spiked nails is all i have there in the corner he looked at me and he said for the job that i have to do that'll be enough so I made the sale and I sold the three nails to the Roman soldier. And as he turned to walk out of the store, I couldn't help but wonder. And I stopped him and I asked him and I said, Sir, I said, what can you do with just three nails? Three rusty old spiked nails. What possibly can you do with three rusty spiked nails? And he said to me, he said, Have you ever heard of a, of a man by the name of Jesus of Nazareth? And I said, Yes. He said, You mean the one that goes about doing good? He said, Yeah, that's him. He said, Well, today with these nails... He said, I plan to show the world that I'm boss. For with these nails, I plan to nail Jesus 
to the cross. I stood there and I was numb. You never know how I felt. I said, sir, please don't do that. I'll buy them back. But he just turned and walked away and I fathered him. And I said, please, sir, I'll buy them back from you. But as I fathered him in the distance, I could hear the mob crying, away with him, crucify him. And I watched as that big Roman soldier nailed Jesus to the cross. With three rusty nails, they nailed Jesus to the cross. The sun turned to darkness on that day. It was the day that Jesus died. The blood that washed my sins away. That precious blood. I want to thank you for being here with me today. I want to ask and pray that you have a very Merry Christmas. May the Lord keep you and bless you. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you came into the world. We thank you, Lord, for the peace and the forgiveness that you've given to every one of us. Bless those that have heard the day. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Reverend Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Podcasts air every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on Facebook for all the latest updates. And if you would like to partner with Crossroads Ministries and Walking by Faith, consider donating through our Anchor or Spotify platforms. If you have a prayer request, you may message us via the Facebook Messenger app and all requests are kept private. Because we walk by faith, not by sight, we hope that this message has touched your hearts and your homes this Sunday.